This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Welcome back to Rich Check Podcast. Tonight, uh, you have the audio and visual pleasure of hanging out with uh, the crew. Tonight, we are reunited and it feels so good. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Sorry if you've you've missed us the last couple of weeks, but uh, as summer was ending, everyone was getting their final fixes out uh, for summer vacations and and, and work-related obligations, but uh, we're back. uh, And we got some some interesting stuff to talk about. Um, A lot has happened in the last two weeks. Um, this is episode 65. 65. Um, are we officially like retirement age now? Yeah. 65? <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we can get a compensation, like a pension fund and all that shit going. Waiting for my AARP card. Yeah. Um, so there's been a lot of releases. We're going to cover some of them tonight. Some additional topics that were, uh, uh, requested uh, from some some of our, our members in the in the bungalow, uh, but before we get there, uh, obviously we have to have our honorary wrist check. Uh, Rashawn, you want to kick us off this evening? What do you got in the wrist? Oldie but goodie. Oldie but goodie. The Ulysse Naden Nerona. Okay. The diver. Um, Forty three millimeters carbonium bezel with this like interesting fused case. Um, this is like one of my favorites to wear casually. Yeah. Um, you know, you could dress it up, you could dress it down. Um, there's times where I wear this crazy watch with a suit or I wear it with hoodies, a hoodie and jeans. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what's not the like about this watch? Um, and this was like this was like a collaborative piece, right? Yeah. So collaboration with Nerona, which is um, one of those like outdoorsy like exploration brands, mm. you know. Um, ironically, Ulysse Naden and Nerona shares a uh, brand ambassador. Yep. Forget the gentleman's name, but um, he does a lot of like. Um, Icelandic like excavations and yeah. things like that and you know he was sharing stories about like getting chased by polar bears and I remember cra- yeah, like, just like crazy crazy stories um and how you know he uses both his Ulysse Naden you know watch as well as the material like you know the Nerona pieces and how the materials are like proprietary to actually like keeping this man alive yeah so this this watch is a tank um, it's one of 29 pieces. I was actually able to get my lucky number. So number 12 of 29. Nice. So ha- has a bit of an emotional attachment to it. Cool. Yeah. Respect. It's a good one. Ben, what do you got on the wrist tonight? It's uh, a new watch. It is a new watch. It's not new to me yet. Okay. Hint, hint. It's for a little foreshadowing. Uh, 
but I took it from a friend. I'm going to an event tomorrow. It requires me to be very dressed up, so I Ooh. wanted a very dressy watch. Uh, so I went with the all black Cartier Santos Dumont, and okay. by all black, it is the Watches and Wonders release with the black lacquered case and dial. It's nice. And it's fire. Yeah. <laughs> it's really nice. I've been obsessing over it when we got here. I had it off my wrist and I was just staring at it. And Perry tried it on and he was like, I don't know how I feel about it. And I yeah. was like, nah, you're bugging. <laughs> like, this shit is fire. It's a good piece. I think it's the first time I put a Cartier on and I was like, I need it. And I thought I felt that way about the, the black tank when it first came out in steel. I, yeah, I, was, I remember everyone was pretty crazy yeah, about that I one. Put, I put on the large one and I was like, yeah, I want this. And then, for whatever reason, never jumped on it. And then they dropped this, and I was like, need it. What yes. case? That's, is that the medium case size? Yeah, it's the medium case size. And what makes it interesting is that all the other Dumont's in medium quartz. This one's mechanical. Yeah. yeah I was so, kind of really, really impressed, too, with yeah. it, it being mechanical and stuff. It has a manually wound movement. And yeah. with that being said, I don't know why they don't just put it in everyone, because it seems like people who have an interest in the Dumont, the men at least that yeah. I know of don't buy it because they don't want to spend four grand on a quartz watch for themselves mm. if you can make it in with the movement which you've proven for relatively one, the same price yeah, just, just like it doesn't just change do much it. it might sell more it agree. definitely would agree so yeah. yeah that's what I got on I like it a lot I'll probably wear it up, up until the weekend okay the Daytona is in the building it's just on my yeah. wrist <laughs> FYI mm -hmm. that thing ain't going anywhere it's still kicking around mm -hmm. Um, tonight I'm wearing my Speedy. Nice. Uh, yeah, I haven't worn it on the show in a while. I like when you wear that watch. I love this watch, and uh, I, I I had a, a I have a couple of bracelets for this piece. We always talk about it being you know Omega Speedmaster Professionals, like a strap monster. Um, and lately I've just been going NATO yeah. on it. I have like a whole like uh, dresser full of of NATO straps and mm -hmm. different colors and. Um, I don't know, I filmed blue today, so I just tossed the blue one on. But I love this watch. I actually got a lot of compliments on this piece today, too. Looks good. Um, ran into a couple of people who didn't even know I owned it, haven't seen me wear this. And um, no, it's good. This is uh, it's a, a vintage Speedmaster, uh, late 90s, one of the last of the, the tritium dials. Um, ton of scratches. I took a chunk of the Hesalite crystal. Uh, out one evening mm. we'll talk about that story but it is mine yes. officially yes um so this one's got some stories attached to it some moments uh some events i can remember and um some i actually took, <laughs> took this with me uh, on vacation for my wife's birthday in europe yeah and uh made some more memories hung out in amsterdam got to know owner of this little cocktail bar called barfly mm. and uh just me my watch and some good drinks nice yeah that was nice. fun uh okay getting in the thick of things uh we have a new swatch release yes fire <laughs> I love all and we called it a year ago we did call it so there was i remember a year ago there were rumors uh that we had heard that swatch uh, had developed some prototypes of uh blanc pen and a Seamaster. I remember hearing mm -hmm. about a Seamaster, mm -hmm. too. Yeah, mm -hmm. people were saying they're going to go Lancy Air Collection for the Swatch yes. collabs with the brands. And we were like, okay, there's a Speedmaster out. Mm -hmm. The next one has to be a 50 Fathoms. Yeah. So I, re I remember us talking about that. I didn't necessarily... I wasn't thinking about it when I saw that image that was sh 
being like mm-hmm. like circulating yeah. and from some the Swiss newspaper. It didn't look like a Blanc Pond bezel because mm-hmm. I just wasn't thinking about it, yeah. and I don't know how familiar I was with the actual Blanc Pond uh, crown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody was talking about the image that was shared was the was the crown shape and yeah. it kind of yeah, hinted. Yeah, like was saying it was, a, it was like a Seamaster bezel. And I That's like, what no. I thought. I yeah. thought, yeah. I thought, I thought it was a Seamaster bezel, mm-hmm. and. I was like, definitely. Seamaster. We yeah, we were in the bungalow, and I remember the day that image came out, I was like, it's a 50 Fathom, it's a 50. I kept yeah. saying, I said like a It was you and someone else yeah. was like, it's a 50 Fathom. I was yeah. like, oh, wow, okay. Yeah. I, I kind of see it. Mm-hmm. And um, there were, immediately there were like mock-ups being made by yeah. like every like social media or like watch publication. And, you know, what could it be? It's obviously, it's going to be bioceramic. Let's play around with colors, get all mm-hmm, funky. Mm-hmm. And then I remember um, there, you know, what's interesting is there was a lot of conversation in the in the bungalow about this and everyone was kind of like speculating and someone called it being an automatic watch. Yeah. Uh, Coin man, Hunter. Yeah. yeah, yeah he yeah. said because they were talking about how Blanc Pond said that the one. So I didn't even know this, but the, again, the bungalow was on it. They were yeah. like, if it's a Blanc Pond, if it's a 50 Fathoms. Is going to have a system 51 movement in it mm. yeah because blanc pond said they will never make a quartz watch yeah so and then there was true. like an actual video of jean-claude biver i think in like a talking watches episode mm-hmm. where he was talking to ben climber and he was like adamant this was like shot years ago mm-hmm. and he was like blanc pan will never do a quartz watch mm. we've never done a quartz watch we'll never do a quartz watch yeah it doesn't go together yeah and um it was when it was released, so it it, it got uh, the images leaked maybe a day before. Yeah, I think I think it made it to the day without any official leaks. <laughs> but there was, but it leaked that evening. No, well, I, I was in did. Switzerland, so my time, yeah, my time they, was off. Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. probably what it was. But I yeah. think it made it to the release without like a leak. I think some mockups got super close. Yeah, yeah like, there was yeah. definitely some people were inside the info who let me make a mockup. Yeah, yeah. it was like motherfucker, we know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, but. I think I think it's cool. So it's it's, it's yeah, it's it's a bioceramic uh swatch blanc pen. Mm-hmm. The automatic movement's got the, the swatch system fifty one movement inside, which I think is, is is really cool. Yeah. It kinda like takes it up a notch, I think, from the moon swatch. Yeah. yeah. Um in addition to that, um you've got this this collection or or uh variety of colors that are named after the the yeah, five, five different oceans i was hoping they would yeah. do like a seven seas that would have been that, cool that, that was yeah. a red sea moon swatch yeah I mean, like a red sea uh 50 fathom swatch sign me up yeah that'd be dope yeah the have you seen the packaging packaging is great travel case yeah, yeah, it nice. it's I mean, for really nice. 150 dollars or better it's how much yeah. it's 400 400 bucks yeah, yeah. So there's this, a this is an expensive swatch there's an upcharge mm-hmm. for packaging mm-hmm. and movement mm-hmm. yeah but yeah. they're fire. I like them a lot. My favorite two are the Antarctic Ocean and the whichever one is, is the. Is I like the gray now. one. The gray, yeah, yeah, the that's gray the one. That's yeah. the, 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 that that one is fire. Yeah. And it's crazy because it's like, very stealthy. I mean, we we fell in love with the moon swatch and it was a thing. The hype was definitely there for us. I like these better than the than the moon swatches. I think they're hot. Yeah, yeah they're, I still haven't seen one in person yet. Though. Yeah. I want to see it. It's funny too because um, people have been able to get them very different well people I, i've known people that have been able to own it 
to yeah. own the the the, blanc the new pan. swatch the, blanc yeah pan? yeah because i mean you know back when we were trying to get the moon swatch i don't think i oh, knew we were fighting for a lot of time I don't, yeah, we <laughs> but i don't think there was i don't think we i had a knew mission. a single person that that got one. Well, no, well, Tyler. Did, yeah, Tyler. Well, Tyler, well, yeah, Jenny, Tyler and Jenny boy, ended up getting them. That, but, yeah, they came I mean, in the same day wearing them. But they, they were yeah. solo. But they, they went they, to war though. They, they were as, as somebody, to say, yeah. Somebody they literally, literally went got to war. stabbed <laughs> on their line. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. That was in Soho. They, yeah. Like they shut it down. It was nuts. Yeah. There was also some talks about, of course, because you know the systems movement. Um, it's not, um, although it's mechanical, you can't actually like. I think you can't repair it or it has like a life you expectancy. Could repair it. it's, just, it's not the, the best movement. Yeah. So the, the people, they're making the point that like if something goes wrong with it, like if, you, if you're like a watchmaker by hobby, like you can sure, fix you it can yourself if you want yeah. to or yeah. you could just easily replace it. Yeah. Uh, the only thing is that it has that special rotor. So I don't know how difficult it would be to swap that. Yeah. But the movement itself should be fine. Yeah. Or you probably just swap out the movement completely for something yeah, else. Yeah. You could probably yeah. swap like a solid or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I think um, so. When the Moon Swatch released, um, we know how crazy that was because we were actually in line for that, and um, something crazy happened, and we kind of saw that again. And yet, all of these people who had never heard of an yeah. Omega Speedmaster, yeah, uh, line up late at night uh, to get their place and potentially get one of these pieces Mm -hmm. some of them were flippers but um still there was this this overarching like sentiment of like this is the next hottest thing Mm -hmm. i gotta have it yeah there was a video that i thought was interesting of there was a guy walking around uh, a couple of swatch stores and talking to people online and he was asking them um you know when did you first hear about Oh, that was the funny. Blanc Pan. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and he was we walked up to like one guy and he's like, Oh, I heard about it in twenty fifteen. Wow. He's like, Oh, respect. Like Wow. He's like, Yeah, okay, like you like watch it. He's like, Yeah, yeah. It was another guy who was like, You know, but you know, you know what the Blanc Pan fifty fathom is? He's like, Yeah, of course. When did you first hear about it? He's like two hours yeah. ago. <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest one. And like you expected that answer from him too. Of course. Like the way like the way he looked and the way he was saying, I was like, Oh, he's gonna say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So what I think is interesting is I remember uh reading that uh when the moon swatch released that that weekend omega had sold that was there was like their highest sales weekend for actual like speedmaster professionals yeah Yeah. that so much excitement was created around that release that Mm -hmm. people went back and was like okay well let me learn more about this brand let me learn more about this particular model and Okay, I can't get the swatch. I'll pay six grand for the real thing, and maybe at some point I'll come back around and get it. Yeah, I'm curious. You guys think that this will somehow trickle down into sales for both? No, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I just don't find the. I, I, it's gonna work. It's not gonna work like a different Omega. Yeah, why not? Because a fifty fathoms is like twelve k. It's double the price sure. of a Speedmaster. Yeah, mm. and that's that's. I mean. Someone's gonna spend five figures on something. They're gonna be like, "What else can I get in this price range?" You're gonna yeah. get a Rolex. Yeah, for sure. Especially the people who don't know a lot about watches. That's yeah. where they're gonna gravitate towards and say, "Why would I spend twelve k on a fifty fathoms? That's like maybe like PVD coated in mm-hmm. a ceramic case when I can get a sub for the same thing, mm-hmm. and it yeah. quote unquote holds its value." Yeah, I don't know that's, if there that's was a problem. I think we're gonna. I don't come think across. there was a um, 
an emotional connection too with with the release of the of the swatch in my opinion Mm. like it was a lot of hype but i think it was to guys that knew sure more than like you know the the moon swatch when it came out i think it brought out more people that were excited about watches that probably had no idea that this would be their new hobby and it kind of just like snowballed Um, even the price point, like at two fifty, it's very approachable. Swap, more people are like, oh, I'll spend two fifty sure. on a swatch. Yeah, four hundred is even then. You know, yeah. you could you're getting into like citizen Belova, yeah, like true. M- mechanical yeah. watch territory. Mm-hmm. Seiko, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So tough. I think what's interesting though, um, I mean, I think you have a point. I don't. I'm, I'm curious to see how much it trickles down. Yeah, it's I, gonna work. It's not a lot. I don't know if it, it, yeah, it, it probably won't be like uh, like the Moon Swatch. But I thought what was interesting was, and to your point, perhaps why um, you know it worked out more for Omega and the Speedmaster. Um, I remember when we were in line. All of the people that were, uh, you know, watch enthusiasts prior to the Moonswatch release, mm-hmm. many of them were in line wearing their Omega Speedmasters. Yep. Yeah. I don't know people how many line people up lined up <laughs> with the 50 Fathoms <laughs> on their wrist. On Probably general. not. You know? Yeah. I think there's, there's, there's one gentleman, our, our mutual friend, shout out to Tommy. I think Tommy Valenti might be like one oh, of the Valenti. <laughs> <laughs> One of the very few Valenti's guys, that, except he's not lining up. Yeah, he, Valenti's gonna have on like a gold blanc palm with like a blue face on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, some, some exactly. But you know, like some a 45 too. Forty-five millimeter annual count. Exactly. Yeah. Which was was funny too, because um, what I've noticed speaking to to people as well is like the demand for now that this um this fifty fathoms swatch has come out, the demand for the moon swatch, like you know. It kind of slowed up a bit to where guys can actually they can go get it. They now. can go get it now. Yeah, because I, I was talking to a friend and I remember he had no moon swatches and then he turned around and he's got all of them but Neptune. Mm. Because of course the Neptune was like, Neptune. Well, I mean I don't know maybe. Well they just released because the, they just the released moonshine, moonshine gold. Yeah. Uh, okay, Neptune. so here's the other thing: <laughs> how many of you have seen a moonshine gold moon swatch of any kind out in the wild? I, I haven't seen it yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're gonna see it, number one? You haven't seen a moonshine gold. You gonna see a moonshine gold Neptune? Yeah, yeah. probably not. You're bugging. Yeah, it's it's funny. I would love to have found the Neptune though. I would love I would one too. To I think it's hot. That's Even with, especially with the gold second hand, yeah. I would get that one. Yeah. That's fire. Yeah. Um, coincidentally, as this released, uh, Periscope. Oh my God. That's a horrible timing for them. Great timing for him. Yeah. He dropped that article about how the 50 Fathoms is actually not the first commercially available dive watch. I know. And how they shot their advertisement photos with a Submariner on. Woo! And how one of their ad campaigns had a drawn on watch. Guns because blazing. Because theirs wasn't made yet. Wow. <laughs> He's been on fire lately. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when I saw that, I was like, Damn, how they <laughs> respond to this. But then I remember, like, well, you know, north of 50% of the people in, online oh, wait, never no, even heard no. about it anyway. Yeah. So they, <laughs> exactly. It is not going to matter. No. Um, I'm curious to see how Swatch Group and Blanc Pan respond to the excitement and sellout of this. Um, you know, I think, I think, 
uh, kudos to them. It, it, it appears to be incredibly successful. I'm not gonna lie, I want one. Yeah, I facts. think it's hot. I want three of them. Um, I think um, you know. I'm, I'm just. I'm curious to see if there's a lot of guys out there, a lot of people out there who are fans of Blancpain and Fifty Fathoms. I know we know many. Yes, mm-hmm. and you know one of the things they've been asking for for years is a forty millimeter. Yes, fifty fathoms. Yes, um, I'm curious if with the snowball of this excitement, maybe Swatch Group now you know lends an ear to their hardcore fan base mm-hmm. and starts to experiment and supply them with variants of what they've been asking for for maybe the better part of the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, wouldn't hurt. Would only help. Um, I could definitely see someone like myself um, getting this one. And then, you know, if, if the experience is as pleasant as I, I think it could be, um, you know, possibly looking forward to seeing what they're releasing in the future. And maybe I will have one in my collection. I don't know. I agree. I mean, I've thought about it. I love dive watches. Uh, I, I, I I think the history is cool in terms of Blanc Pan. You know, maybe Perez Sculpt will turn that around. I'll feel differently after I really get into it. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how they respond to this and where they take it. Um, but, you know, I would say, especially after the last few Moonshine Gold releases, which were getting a little ridiculous, excessive, a little excessive yeah. and ridiculous. Oh my goodness. This was a really nice palate cleanser. Yes. The timing couldn't have been perfect. Yeah. Um, you know, just right before watch time, which yeah. is coming up. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to, to, to Swatch Group again. Smart play. Very smart. Very, very smart play. Um, moving along. I had the, the privilege recently of, of hanging out with our friends at Audemars Piguet. Yes. Uh, and uh, took a visit to uh, AP House. Shout out to Paul Lerner. Uh, shout out to Ginny Wright. Yes. For the invitation. Uh, much appreciated and thank you. Um, Ginny Wright, who's the North American CEO, actually came up to me and complimented us on the podcast. Uh, and and made sure that I knew that she's been listening. Oh wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's great! Because we've had a, a couple of her clients on, um, and uh, it, it 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 seemed very genuine, warm, and 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 well received. It was really really nice to hear. Uh, anytime you are you know acknowledged by either your peers or you know leaders in the industry. Um, it is it's it's a pretty it's a pretty great feeling and so they they invited us to come spend a morning with them uh last week tuesday and check out some novelties mm-hmm. uh, there was a lot of good stuff there were some 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 really like blinged out Iced Sign out. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. Yeah, <laughs> I thought about you. Sign me up. Uh, Royal Oaks. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll flash some images and, 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 and videos that I took uh, while we were there. Um, there was one in particular that was just icy. I mean, it looked like it came out the freezer. The white gold the, one? Crazy. Yeah. yeah. That And I don't even, I'm not a real diamond guy, but I was like, this is nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't spell nice without ice. Woo! I think that's the name of the episode. <laughs> that should be. That, should, that was good. That was actually really good. Um, 
There was an open work piece. Yeah. That was fire. Yeah. You the didn't like one, it. Nah. I thought it was hot. I don't like it. There's no contrast. No, but I kind of like that. It and was just like, we were talking about like it looks, it looks like the regular, the open work. And the, that one. This looks one was better. a little different. You got to see it in person. Yeah, because I've seen both. And it's yellow gold. I love yellow gold. That watch. This thing was nice. It did nothing yeah, for me. it was, a, and it was, it was a, it was a crowd favorite. Like everyone was passing this thing around. I was like, this is this. Well, is everyone tight. goes crazy for open work APs in general. That's yeah. true. Um, there were a couple of offshores which uh, I got to mess around with, and I got to say. Offshore is really growing on me. Yeah. I rock with the offshore. I'm offshore's not mad dope. at it. Offshore's dope. So I might have to go back to AP and readjust my. Uh, I asked for one when we were there. <laughs> I asked for two of them. Mm. I asked for the offshore diver. I might have to and readjust the uh, my registration. Yeah. Uh, because I I wouldn't mind having an offshore. I'm kind of into it. I'll take the offshore diver. Dive watches are not my thing. They had this blue one that I'll was crazy. Chrono mm-hmm. fire. Mm-hmm. Um. There was also I got to check out the uh, Alex Studio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Aps. How were they in person? Yeah. They were really nice. The thirty-seven millimeter is perfect. That thing is beautiful. Yeah, uh, it's gorgeous. Super minimal. Um, the offshores, they feel nice. They look great. Can't wear them. Very. Chunky. I can't wear them. They're yeah. huge. Very, very, I was gonna say very. Chunky. Oh, they're humongous. Yeah, they're humongous. But it's a cool watch, and I think I'm not gonna say I couldn't wear it, but I think you know. I love the the pairing of doing an, an all metal bracelet offshore, yeah, with the aesthetic that that uh, that Alex Studios has has brought to it because it makes it feel a little bit more like a f- almost how do how do I describe it almost like a fashion artifact than a wristwatch. Mm-hmm. So. Which is kind of interesting to say. It's like it feels like a a, a high value accessory. Mm-hmm. So it it it's like you could almost get away with it. Yeah. And the cool thing about it, and I was we I was hanging out with uh with our friend John John. We were talking about it earlier. Um, he is not a fan, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry to put you out there. We won't share your last name. Uh, I don't want to mess up your registration. <laughs> Though I'm sure they can figure it out. Yes. Um, but uh, what I appreciate uh, uh, about that group um, is that in a weird way, it kind of feels like a knockoff AP. Yeah. But it's made well, I mean, by technically, AP. Technically, I mean, it I know. started as a it kind did. of a knockoff. Yeah. But it's made, but this one is made yeah. by them. And Which it, I think is crazy. I yeah. think it's fire. But like, you go from, a, like, Aleeks did that Mad Paris collab on yeah. three yeah. different APs, and then APs like, oh, that's hot. Let's pay him and just do it. But you that kind of makes me, th- I'm sorry to cut you no, off, no, no, but no. that kind of makes me think of, like, what if Virgil was still here? Yes. Yeah, all, no, the wild, that, all the wild stuff he was doing, yeah. like, would that have been, like, would we have seen a Virgil or Blow AP before we saw an Aleeks studio? Yeah. I, I, who knows if we'd have seen it before or after, but I, I definitely think like that they've taken that step. It's definitely it's not out of the realm of possibilities mm-hmm. in terms of future collaborations yeah. with, you know, be it uh, fashion designers or artists or whomever. Um, mm-hmm. I, th- I think APs really put themselves in a position to show that, you know, they kind of run their own race. They're not afraid to, to do what they think is cool. Mm-hmm. It's not about being first. Yeah. someplace it's not about being better than anyone it's just like we exist in our own world and this Doing is what we want to do 
And I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, you were going to say something? Yeah. To, to, your, to your point, um, I think the trends that you see now, even in, in fashion, you know, you think of like um, how these how these brands are going and having their finger on the pulse, you know, adding someone like a Virgil, you know, a Dapper Dan, mm -hmm. um, all of these other individuals where like, you know, if you think about Dap's collection and Gucci, like it looks like knockoff Gucci. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just stuff he was doing from back in the day. It, it, or even like, you know, the ideas of like, collabs that you would never think you'd see ever come about mm -hmm. adidas and gucci or like you know um those mad paris inspired or like whatever it is even virgil with you know implementing off-white and giving louis vuitton that same kind of like mesh you know yeah. it's very interesting yeah no i think you're right and it i think it speaks you know this release was uh or at least um this series of, of these novelty pieces that they shared with us um, kind of all in their own way resonated along those lines with the same feelings. One of the other pieces that I was really impressed by was the uh, there was a Royal Oak Minute Repeater. Yes. In black ceramic. Yeah. yeah. On a rubber strap. Yeah. And the idea of taking like a high horology concept and then bringing it all the way down mm -hmm. to like almost like a streetwear aesthetic yeah like that piece to me kind of channels you know what you're talking about right now yeah like it, it didn't quite feel like alex studios but there was some of that in there it felt it felt a little more virgil yeah than anything i thought it was really cool it had a sub seconds at six o'clock yeah i yeah. thought the watch looked really nice i was just curious on how it sounded in that so case. the interesting thing i was hanging out with a, a friend of ours uh mark was there from hodinky and we were talking about it and one of the things that he noticed was on um in the black ceramic case, the watch, the minute repeaters in ceramic cases for some reason don't sound great yeah. if they're not on your wrist. Mm. And one, and it, it's it's it, it seemed true. Like we we tried to test it out, and um, I'm not gonna say it sound bad, but you could hear a difference. A difference yeah. You could hear a difference. The way that the 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 the, the the chime resonates when it's on your wrist. Yeah. It's completely different. It sounded fuller yeah. than it did. Off the wrist, it wasn't um, it wasn't necessarily like tinny, mm. but it was a little more hollow. Yeah. And then on the wrist, you could you could hear it like it just had a more round yeah. fullness to it that was really, really nice. But the watch felt great on the wrist too. Mm -hmm. um, and the thing was sweet. I mean, all black ceramic, black yeah. tapestry dial, like black rubber strap, just all the way like kind of brought down. Yeah. Um, and it's just like a really great blend, blend of like highbrow and, and, and lowbrow. I thought it was beautifully executed. Mm -hmm. um, the star of the show. Yes. Uh, however, in my opinion, the red one was the the red dial. Yeah, that's the best one. Yeah, uh, Royal Oak. Red bang. It's crazy. Jumbo. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Bulk metal glass. Yeah, bezel. You're gonna have to explain that. It's <laughs> <Yes. laughs> like alien titanium UFO Palladium. Yeah. Fume What's red. Retail on it? I don't have the price just yet. Actually, as a matter of fact, I think I do. It's about a hundred. No um, more than that. Take a guess. Let's see. Um, I'm gonna go definitely six figures. I'm gonna say one fifty. 
No, I think it's over 100, less than 150. Over 100, less yeah, than 150. Like 125? Nah, I think... I don't even know if... Yeah, maybe. I think it's some weird-ass numbers, like 127 <laughs> and change. Uh, let's see if I can... If it's under 100, I'll be shocked. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Um, the dial bangs, though. No, it's a great dial. Uh, so, I, I'm looking for this, but... Um, as you, well, while you're looking for that, were there any were there any codes? Are they kind of like are they kind of like so? Are they, <laughs> like, are they are they kind of like off the code train? Like, what's the deal? They are not off the code train. Because uh, I think there was the a, train is still moving. There was an open. There was wasn't there? There's an open work code, is there not? And or like that? Or like, or like um, the dial is is transparent or something like that i think i was seeing on the website so there's they got something that they're working on i can't talk about it until uh a certain see. day let me see um but there the code train is still is still is still is still moving um i found the email and the bulk metal glass piece let's see here the black ceramic piece, the super scenery, three hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, so that coming. Um, yeah, there's there's a mini repeater super scenery uh, code eleven with like this kind of like. Okay, so I got the price. What do you think it is? Take a guess. One ten. I'm going one fifty. Fifty thousand. No, one fifty. One fifty. Is, is it more? It's less. Ninety six thousand. Okay. Wow. Ninety six thousand four hundred. That's retail on the bulk metal glass piece. So bulk metal glass is essentially, as I understand it, I'm, I'm going to I'm not super well versed in alloys of this nature to this degree. Mm -hmm. um, but essentially. As um, when when metal is in a liquid state and you're cooling it down to harden it, uh, it crystallizes. Mm -hmm. And at a very slow rate, you get very small crystals. And that and that in itself develops certain properties that you're we're pretty familiar with with different alloys. Mm -hmm. With the bulk metal glass, what they do is they cool it down at a at a not only at a rapid rate but at a very very low temperature somebody's calling mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll save that for the bloopers um but they they cool it all the way down so really low temperature mm -hmm. at a at a rapid rate and so what that does is it forms very very large crystals mm. uh, at a molecular level now, what that does, it gives the, the metal certain properties. Um, one of the things is that it shines differently. Yeah. And so it has almost what, what looks like a, a mirror kind of appearance to it. Mm -hmm. It's also incredibly hard. Yeah. Um, and scratch resistant. Mm. Uh, and super lightweight. It's, it's actually, it's supposed to be, it's stronger than titanium. Really? Bulk metal glass. Yeah. Uh, more scratch resistant than titanium. What do you know? What um is this like something that's proprietary to AP? Or is it's it not. No, bulk metal glass is is a thing. 
Um, you know what it's used on? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, because <laughs> uh, I've never heard of it. So, <laughs> since we're we're googling spaceships, yeah, spaceships. Uh, actually, the, alien, yeah. the aliens in Mexico came in on it. Oh God, no! <laughs> so, bulk metal glass is uh, typically used for uh, actually. So, it's, it's typically used for implants. Oh, really? So, screws. Uh, pins and plates to fix fractures. Wow. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Google. Uh, so that's typically what it's used for. That's dope. I think this is one of the first or very, very rare occasions where a watch company has incorporated uh, it into, into one, of their, one of their offerings. Um, the unique thing about this piece outside of the bulk metal glass bezel. Yes is that it's also a, a combination of two of the alloys, titanium and palladium. Yeah. Um, the watch has a very, very interesting feel to it. I didn't know what bulk metal glass was when I first held it in my hand and put it on my wrist. Mm -hmm. but I could tell, I was like, okay, it's really light. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's light like titanium, but mm -hmm. I was kind of thrown off because I was like, this doesn't feel to the touch. It doesn't feel like titanium. Yeah. Um, the dial is absolutely Gorgeous. Yeah, that's the banger. It's a it's it, I mean, it, the dial is is the banger um, and the contrast that exists with the bezel and the dial is crazy. We'll share a picture um, and on the dial, the indices are pink gold. Yes. So there's just a lot of contrast going on with this piece and it's really, really stands out. Mm -hmm. It is, I think. Upon release, gonna be the watch that everybody is gonna be hitting them up for. This is the one you want to have. Yeah, this is sure. the first choice. Is that it dial is a banger? It's crazy. Limited edition. Any yeah, kind of like? I, will I, it I was be reading cool? on it while we were looking for the price and say anything like that. No, I don't think believe it's limited edition. So you, you think it'll stay? Yeah. I think it's gonna stay for a little bit. Mm. Um, it doesn't appear to be limited edition. Um, obviously, they're gonna produce very limited quantities. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to stay. I think I think they're very interested to see how the public responds to it. Um, and, you know, just being in that room with everyone uh, kind of going over everything. This was the piece that people kept coming back to. Yeah. I had to have thrown it on my wrist three or four times. Mm -hmm. I went, looked at everything and I, I kept coming back to it. Mm. Um, but amazing job. I thought it was, it was an excellent piece. I mean, if I could get my hands on one, I would. I'd have to sell all my watches, but. That'd be yeah. your one watch collection right now? It'd be a one. Oh. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad. You'd never take that thing off. Absolutely not. No. Fire. Yeah. Fire. Until the aliens from Mexico come Until the aliens from Mexico come <laughs> to get us. Pew, pew. Inside joke. Pew, pew. Yes. Um. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Mm. So, there was a, uh, we were talking to a friend in the, um, from the bungalow who brought up an interesting topic mm -hmm. uh, about gatekeepers. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, it seemed particularly focused on gatekeepers within like vintage Washington, the vintage dealer community. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys were talking to him. Uh, I don't want to out him, uh, but what 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 was your what was your take based on uh, his perception? Um, I mean, from from what I from what I took from it, um, w- because I think vintage is so niche, and then you know you have this reputation that has to be upheld to Mm -hmm. sell vintage. I think there's kind of like this hierarchy or like this kind of, um, I I don't know. I don't know if I want to call it like a one up, but like everybody's, you know, trying to kind of claim the title as like the king of vintage or like the greatest to curate or sell vintage. Um, And I think when he was talking about gatekeeping, I think there was like a bit of like that, like butting heads Mm. of like, Who's who's the guy? Who's the man? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let me let me give the audience just a, a little more context. I actually, I'll read his uh, I'll I'll read his question. Um, so he had, he chimed in. He said, "As I learn more about this industry, the same names come up all the time, with the same access to things no one else gets, and they all look the same. I won't say names." but they don't necessarily talk so great about each other either, which to him was corny. Yes. Um, and I think you're right, yeah. right? I think, I think for, listen, for me, um, I think I've pretty made it, I've made it pretty public how I feel and who I trust. Yes. And, and who I'll go to. Yes. It doesn't mean that any of these other guys, I, I, I uh, don't. Lesser than, yeah. But at the, at the same time, if I'm, purchasing timepieces with someone um it's someone that i'm building a relationship with you know because that relationship is going to establish a sense of trust a foundation of trust yes um that will allow me to know that should anything go wrong you got the person to go to i got the person to go to i Mm. know because we forge a relationship and we we deal with each other all the time you're incentivized to make this right yes should something happen yes um you know, but at the same time, I I do understand that no matter how much of an expert anyone is, mm-hmm. anyone can be duped. Yes. Anything can happen, which is why those relationships are so important. Um, but it's also very competitive. Very competitive. It's very competitive. Um, what's your take? Uh, I think to further Rashawn's point on just the nicheness of vintage. <laughs> I think that's really where the gatekeeping comes from. Mm. Um, and to play devil's advocate a little bit, I also think a lot of people don't really care to be as educated in that niche as the people who are. Yeah. Um, I think the guys who know make it clear that they know mm-hmm. because, I mean, to be fair, they should. And then B, they're trying to get, make money. I think that's really the biggest and part of it, right? And that's the only way you can. Everyone's yes. fighting for market share. Yeah, it's it's really market share. And then when it comes to access to things, I think it's hard for someone to get access to it because, again, it's like, where do you even get educated on this? Mm. Yes. I think the, the guys who we trust, I'm going to use Eric as probably the prime example. I mean, Eric Wins worked for the auction houses. He's helped write books and he's done so much research. It's his life. So, yeah, I mean, that's someone who I think when it comes to market share deserves what he has. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I also think he's someone who has access to a lot of things and he shows it. Yeah. Like if you go on his website, the guy's everything. Like he's crazy. Everything. He's got a resonance up there right now. Everything. Yeah. He's got yeah. everything. He has like if you can think of it, even if you don't see it, he's probably sold it, touched it, tried it on. Or can get it. Or can hundred percent get it. Yeah. Yes. Now where I think some people have an advantage if that's a role that they want to get into is that they have to kind of find like the minutia in the nicheness, which is like a lot to unpack, but you need to find really specific things and make yeah. that your brand and almost specialize in it. Yeah. yeah. Because the bigger guys aren't doing it. The bigger guys aren't doing it. No. The problem is that the bigger guys have the product. So they, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. What, someone said this to me recently and it's like, uh, you know, the people at the top ain't in competition, they're working together. Yeah. And mm. I think that's something they could all benefit from. Mm. And they do, they just don't want you to know that they do. Yeah, they do. Which is the other thing. I mean, it's just less, you know, let's be honest. When you're fighting for, for clients, yes. Yeah. Right? You know, if, if if Adam from Mental Watches sells a, a, a Paul Newman Daytona to Jay-Z, everyone else is going to be like, how'd you do that? Where'd you get that connection? Yeah, like, like, I want that business. Like, yeah, yes. I got one of those. Like, anybody for me. Which <laughs> is a crazy thing, too, because it's like, I've never really heard anybody, like, to to our friend's point, he said that, you know, like, they never really have anything nice to say about each other. It's kind of corny. I agree. Yes. Sure. But I never really heard anybody say anything bad about someone else. I mean, there's some instances, but those are very specific instances that we'll yes. keep to ourselves. Yes. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> yes. it's always the product. They're always yes. shitting on each other's product. That's what I'm it like, is. y'all selling the same damn thing. Exactly. Like, what are you talking about? If you ask them, they're not. Right. If you ask them, they're not. <laughs> like, but, no, I'm not selling the same yeah, thing. Yeah, but to someone who's like, <laughs> let's say, like, un like, the three of us could probably look at two of the quote unquote same watch from two different vintage dealers and be like, okay, we can see the subtle differences. Sure, and we absolutely. Can, and we can maybe even point out why this is 50,000 and this is the same reference, but you can charge an extra 15 grand for it. Yeah, yes. yeah. The person yes. who doesn't know, doesn't know that I'm gonna just go for the one that's less expensive. Yeah. Yes. And that's where a homie who's selling the one that's more expensive says, sure. why the fuck would you buy that? <laughs> that's when you really have the problem. Yeah. 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 And listen, listen, uh, you know, everybody, again, going back to relationships, Everyone has. You got to buy the seller. Yes. You buy, and, that's what, and that's yes. what I'm getting at. You got to buy the reputation. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, I can't speak to who is saying what about whom, but everyone knows who everyone is. Yes. It yes. is a very small circle. Very, very small. He's absolutely right about that. Um, I think, you know, if you are going to step into vintage, and once you kind of you, you crack that surface and you get to know who these guys are, mm -hmm. um, a consider yourself lucky. You you've entered into another uh, you know realm in watch collecting yes. that a lot of people are dying to get into. You know to have some of these guys as resources. Yes. Right. But then the the second point is to um, get to know who their clients are. Talk to their clients. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Their clients are going to tell you how reputable they are. Yes. Their clients are going to be able to share with you what the experience was like shopping with them. You know what I'm saying? And to me, that says everything. Because if, if you can talk to people who have spent money with some of these guys and you know are, are willing to be a, a walking billboard or connect you with certain dealers, that is worth its weight in gold. Right, because that shows you that this person is a reputable person. They have history. It means something. Mm -hmm. um, there's a safety net there. There's mm -hmm. a safety blanket there. Right? Should something, anything happen, and it can happen, um, 
that person that's reputable will do everything within their power to guard their reputation yeah. and they'll make it right. And I think that's the most that you could ask for. It's the same as like if you're buying a watch at a retailer and there's something wrong with it, um, you want the retailer to make it right, right? There's no question whether or not the piece is authentic, but maybe it's got a scratch on it. Maybe the strap came worn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what are you doing to enhance my experience as a client? What are you doing to to maintain the relationship or build the relationship with me as a client? To me, those are the things that matter. Mm-hmm. I won't really get into what he say, she say about the other one because I know at, at the root of it, it's competition. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that uh, I guess that just about wraps mm-hmm. this week's episode. Um, Want to thank you all for for watching and, and listening. Um, I will say we still have a few more units left of the uh, the wrist check pod wolf uh, watch case collab the shuttle. Yes. Uh, I want to give a big shout out and thank you to all of those who purchased one and, and are supporting the podcast. It, it means a great deal to us. You have no idea. Uh, this has been a, a labor of love yes. and entering into the next phase. Moving towards a commercial space is a big jump for us. Uh, one we don't take lightly and, and we're working really, really hard uh, to, to, to enter this next phase and take it up another level. And having you guys right there by our side means a hell of a lot because in addition to making us feel really good, it means that we can continue. Uh, we can continue to, to, you know, to do this show. And, and if you enjoy it, thank you. We appreciate you. Um, you can find it on wristcheckpod.com. Uh, that's also where you can find us and each episode. Uh, you'll find links there to the YouTube channel, Spotify channel, etc. Everything is there. I want to big, give a big shout out to the Rich Check Pod Bungalow. We got a couple of guys that have already begun contributing uh, to the journal uh, on the website. Uh, shout out to our friend David, mm-hmm. who, funny enough, we met online oh, for the Moonswatch. For the Moonswatch, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. we just published uh, a story he shared about how he acquired his uh, Alaska project, Omega Speedmaster, which was the watch he was wearing when we met him in line. Yes. I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, So big shout out to him, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Peace. Peace. Deuces.